This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to another kind of funny reactions, this time to Loki episode six, the finale for all time, always. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Andy Cortez. Hello. Kevin Coelho. What's up, guys? Nick Scarpino. Ahoy, hoy. And Greg Miller. Hello. Now with of RGB. Course, RGB, baby. Got to do it. Yeah, look, look at him. Look at Greg. Oh, the light thing. Yeah, yeah I'm, trying, I'm trying not to lights over here. That yeah, was a yeah. Saturday project that in the middle of Jen needed my help, so I stopped doing it. And then this morning, I came down. It was still lying on my desk. I was like, you know what? I'll throw him up as a temp thing. See if I liked it. Yeah. Well, I like it, Craig. You, I got a you like the Tim. show. No, Tim, Tim, nobody cares mm-hmm. about that. I got a strip thing I'm going to put here, too. So, like, you know what I mean? It could all it could all be green. Oh, I only right. had the 10 minutes to throw that shit on the wall. You know what I mean? Hey, audio listeners, Andy doesn't care about you. I'm sorry about this. Damn. Andy looks like he cares the most. He has a little bit of that gold in there, too. He's trying to get that pure Marvel Studios logo look. I'm liking that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for noticing. Yeah. Yeah. If you like that, you should go to YouTube.com slash kind of funny where you can watch this show and leave nice comments about Andy. You can also do that on roosterteeth.com. You know where you can't do it? Podcast services. But you can listen to them on your favorite podcast service. Just search for kind of funny reactions. They just don't really have good comment systems. Figure it out. Uh, if you want to get the show ad free, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny and you can do just that. Uh, we re- do reactions and uh, reviews of all the latest TV shows and movies that you'd expect us to do every week. Uh, and then for Marvel shows, we add them back into MCU in review when it's all over. So we will be doing just that with Loki next week uh, for the next in review that we are doing. Very exciting stuff. But today we're just talking about finale. Andy, what'd you think? Loved it, man. They nailed it. Holy shit. Uh, my favorite Marvel series so far. Um, I I just thought it did everything it needed to do. Um, introducing not necessarily Kang, but some the variant of whoever this person is. And goddamn, I mean, I'm just such a sucker for the holy shit cliffhanger moment. And... I mean, my heart is racing here at one in the morning, just like, what, 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 what? Like, just I'm just talking to myself in my room like a weirdo. And it was amazing. I thought it was fantastic. I'd say the only misstep for the whole episode for me was Owen Wilson being like, I'm going to get you. And then Ravana takes a thing from him. And I was like, this is an awkward ass scene. This is not working (laughs) that great. But everything else I thought just like was really damn well. Um. I, I don't know. I just thought it was really well crafted. Every sort of sequence, and I loved all the writing from this whoever the variant of King the Conqueror is. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Greg Miller. Ah, yeah. I mean, I 
I also loved this episode and the the farther we get from it and you know the more I love it if that makes sense. Like I watched it this morning first thing with Jen and you know uh the guy pops up and he's like I'm the conqueror I'm like I think this is king, right? I think and I started googling right cuz I know we had already had him confirmed. I thought it was for Eternals but it's Ant-Man or whatever. I was like oh, yeah, there he is okay. And so then like it was going and it was the normal thing with this show where it's the sand through the hourglass of like, I know this is only an hour long or whatever. Like I, I want more, I want more. And, I'm like, and I had to get to that point of like, fuck, they're not going to give me much more. Right. But to end with obviously the multiverse exploding like that to, you know, I thought they weren't going to kill him. We've talked about this before with the MCU shows, right. Of like so far uh, with Falcon and with uh, Wanda, right. It's been that thing of like, all right, cool. They don't rock the boat too much. And so that, that it's been about tempering your expectations after, you know, Wanda. And so getting here when we were all leading up to this, it was like, it's not going to be Kang like we think it is. It'll be a tease of Kang. It won't actually be something that reshapes the multiverse, yada, yada, yada. To get to the end of it, to have it end, to get the mid credit scene of Loki going back to it, you know, a different timeline version of all the or universe. Like, the the further we got, like, Jen was definitely sick of me at the breakfast table being like, but you don't understand, like, that, this is actually doing it. And, like, Doctor Strange, and, like, it's all playing right into it. It's like, I want more, but I'm about to get so much more. And then I saw, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home trending because everybody wants to trailer. I'm like, fuck, it is. It was all planned. For once, we, all the things we kind of thought were going to happen are happening. I mean, I really liked it. I thought it was amazing. But I think I'm a little less hot on it as uh, than anyone here because like so it's it's awesome that like yep like as soon as we saw him we're like oh shit they're doing it like he's that's kang or at least maybe some variant of him variant um i i mean i think it could be i don't know it doesn't matter but like i was that was awesome and exciting and it feels like this movie's definitely going to lead to actual consequences in the mcu which the show's have like this just feels more real because we can put it to a person right um but i also like kind of sucks that it ends like on a cliffhanger and it's like all right well when season two you know like i wish we got a little bit more information on that just because like i'm so stoked and i want to know what happens next and it just feels like this whole season has been like holy shit i can't wait for the next episode and i'm kind of bummed out that the season ends with me being like holy shit i can't wait for the next season in who knows how long, you know? But do you feel like my, my, so I hear you have a hundred percent, right? Cause I want to know what's going on with Loki. Like, obviously how is he going to move around these, the multiverse, what's going to happen, yada, yada, yada. But do you, my feeling of that, of like, oh man, this whole thing has been a cock tease, right? And we get to the end here and I'm still, I still have blue balls, right? Like my, my, my thought is that since it leads into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, right? Since it leads into, in at least some way, maybe, maybe not at all, what if, but you know, whatever. More multiverse, Spider-Man. If they actually deliver on those, I feel since it's actually continuing, I'm not like, oh God, I got to wait a year and a half for this. Yeah, I mean, I just think that we're gonna. Like, I think that we're gonna get little touches, like maybe, um, what, what what's the Quantumanium? Which is oh, yeah. The, Ant-Man. yeah, maybe that is like a precursor to this or like somehow takes like place in between. And I just I I'd really I would have liked it to end a little bit more buttoned down so that. Sure. And I mean, it's cool that we're getting a second season. It's the first Marvel show that's like announced the second season. So that's that's pretty dope. Nick, what do you think? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was cool that it's kind of like. 
a story that has consequences, but it's also filling in kind of things that didn't necessarily need to be filled in. I.e., I never really thought there wasn't a multiverse. So explaining how they made the multiverse is interesting to me um, because it didn't really even I mean, I, they could have gone into the multiverse of madness for Doctor Strange and things like that. And as a casual Marvel fan, the person that just really watches the movies, I'd be like, cool, I accept that this is a this is something that has always been the case. But the fact that they're kind of saying, hey, there was the sacred timeline and now this is how this this sort of happened. It's kind of a clever way to do a story that 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 didn't need to be done, but kept my interest the entire way through. Um, and I love the ending. I love that it ends on a super dark note where you're just kind of it's kind of a gut punch. Planet of the I, Apes, man. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like there's so much. um it, it, the last couple shows have kind of ended and wrapped everything up nicely and uh and and almost been a little too happy and i thought this one was for a loki story i'm like i don't think a loki story should ever end on a high note on a happy note and i think this was i mean having the the part almost is like wait a minute calm down you're just an analyst right and he's like oh shit and oh. looks over and sees it i'm like oh that's great that's really cool and that actually you're shit man yeah that actually makes me like and we talked about this, right? We talked about how that this this does have vibe of Twilight Zones and, and Black Mirrors and things like that. And that that actually made me think, oh, I want to see a second season of this show. Because I, I found the show very, very interesting the entire way. But I I wasn't sure that I'm I mean, none of these none of these Marvel shows hit such a high note that that I have to watch. Like they're like they're hitting on must watch TV for me. Um, and the Loki, I think, is my is my favorite. The Loki series, is my favorite series so far, because it did get me interested, kept me interested week from week. And now I'm like, wow, what are we going to do with the season two? We're going to get more Owen Wilson. We're going to get like, are we, is he going to go back and find his Morbius? Or, or is that doesn't even exist anymore? I don't even know. It's cool. Get that jet ski. Get him a jet ski for Christ's sake. Get, the get Tim a jet ski too. Get everyone a jet ski. So Kevin, you do a sea What's the difference between a sea and a jet ski? There's two different brands of companies. Brand. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Listen to I, Nick Moore. <laughs> I enjoyed the hell out of this the, this episode, this show. Um, I think that Loki, as a show, and specifically with this finale, bringing it together, kind of exactly nailed what they were setting out to do. And what they set out to do was something I wanted to see. And it is something getting really nitty-gritty into the details of the MCU and characters and building moments that feel earned. And I feel like every episode of this season had that moment in some different way. And we talked about it a couple episodes ago. But when we see Owen Wilson get pruned, like, all of us were like, oh, no, you know, and even though he comes back immediately, it doesn't matter because it's not so much that we're oh, knowing death. It doesn't need to be death is the only stake. It's more like what's happened to him. We don't know how he's <laughs> going to get out of this. And I think the show always did a good job of answering whatever immediate question we had the next episode. I think that because of that, there's some things that were left unanswered. I'm really unsatisfied with the end of episode two with Sylvie kind of dropping the time bombs all over timelines. Mm -hmm. And like the way that was resolved is like that felt like major consequences were about to happen and it really was just like oh it just distracted the tva people and i'm like mm -hmm. i kind of wanted more from that uh because it kind of lessened the impact of the end of this episode for me where it's like oh but is it really happening this time and and i think it really was solidified that it is and like i'm i'm so obviously stoked about where they're going with this with with the moment of jonathan majors who is fucking incredible like goddamn thank god yeah, they just let him have this entire episode i, I thought that it. at most it. we were going to get a, a post-credit scene uh with kang which i did expect but to just have him in the episode and have him commit this hard and just be like about 20 minutes of this are just you monologuing and just fucking have hella fun uh because this version of you is gonna die so it's like get anything out that you want i thought mm -hmm. that they they really had fun with that and the moment that he's kind of like holy shit 
that was it. I don't know what's going to happen after this. It's like, oh, this is really fucking cool. Like, this is kind of like the entire show earned that moment. Uh, and it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit throughout this series of like, what does this mean for the MCU of does it dumb it down too much where nothing matters because everything's preordained and everything kind of just feels like someone else is controlling it that kind of lessens Captain America, you know what I mean? Kind of lessens like other characters. And I think that the way the show ended up handling it, that's not the case. There is still so much shit shifting and especially knowing all the um, upcoming shows and, and movies we're going to get into. Like I love the seeds that were sown here and I love the characters and I love that we're getting a season two. Like I am on a different side than Kev because this ending with that cliffhanger stuff, I love it. I especially love that Disney plus is the first streaming service ever or first TV service ever to just be like, we're going to use our show to announce the, the new one. Like we got it with Mandalorian two setting up book of Boba Fett. And now this, like that's really fucking awesome. Like to officially get an announcement that it's not a rumor. It's actually happening. We're getting a season two. The ramifications of that I think are really cool and they put themselves in a great place that we're all interested in what that season two can look like. And we can all kind of theorize and imagine where it's going to fit in. And I think that that's the value of these Disney plus shows working in tandem with the movies. And um, I just love that there's, there's been a lot of talk about like, see, like we all got worked up about WandaVision. You need to set your expectations for these shows. I think that this show is a much better example of like, no man, your, your expectations for the show should be just like the movies. They're not all going to hit on every level of being a great movie itself, setting up new characters. You want to see in other movies and huge, giving everybody for enough the MCU time and exactly. And all this stuff, but it's like, they are going to nail a couple of those things like going mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, it's just easier to appreciate the things that Loki nailed. So with that, shout out to them. And oh my God, the opening scene, the Marvel credits logo. And mm -hmm. it has all the fucking like random quotes and stuff of MCU mixed so with like real famous quotes. And then you see the whole timeline thing. I'm like, I had chills for like a minute and a half straight. And that is, again, a testament to the design of Loki, where every episode had one moment that I was like, holy shit, this is cool as fuck. Hell yeah, I'm agreed. This show is brought to you by Canva. Listen, design is hard. I'm talking about art design. Even making thumbnails in Photoshop can be hard sometimes for me, but that's why I'm excited to tell you about Canva. Kind of Funny loves Canva. Tim Geddes himself says that it is super useful and easy to use. It makes all different kinds of design stuff. You just pick the styles you like and it does all of the work. Super helpful for creators. Canva Pro is the easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools that simplify and speed up the creative process. You get all of this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. Design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kindoffunny to get your free 45-day extended trial. That is C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash kindoffunny. Canva dot me slash kindoffunny. It'll be interesting to see, just going sideways back to Kang, how different he plays that character when when it's interested when when it's introduced in the Ant Man movie because I was like I, I was like wow that's such an interesting choice to have him kind of be zany and have this it I think that the 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 criticism I have of the episode was that I felt like that that scene needed more attention than it was given just because the way it was shot and the way it was sort of 
I think it could have been shot better and, and edited better because I, I just feel like his performance was was dumbed down a little bit by the fact that everything kind of played out in wides and you were like, okay, we're here for a while. And he's, he's monologuing. He's kind of just giving us this information and it's really interesting information and he's having fun with it. But I felt like I felt the length of the time of that scene. And as a viewer, I felt like that was the, that was the, the job of the filmmaker to, to kind of make that move along a little bit more interestingly. Like the whole, there's only like one close-up shot of the entire thing. It's like when the camera trucks in on him as he takes off that, that wristband, which I could tell that they were like, oh, this is going to be a powerful moment. But I'm like, I want to, this guy's, I want to see the nuances of his performance. Like somebody cut in closer to this guy so I can see what his face looks like for Christ's sake because we're across the room from him. I get, I get that for sure. I, I didn't, I didn't feel it because I was like, he was chewing up the scenery, and I loved it. Like I loved that characterization of him. I loved the fact that even before he said it, I could feel like, oh man, this guy is unhinged. He has been here for eons, as he says eventually, right, all alone, monitoring time or whatever. I think it's really going to shine when we see him in Ant Man, and I assume. If I'm spitballing and have no idea, right, I assume we get him as probably another scientist that Pym is going to be working around or no or something like that. And then we're going to see another version of him come out that will kill that version that will become Kang the Conqueror. And we're going to see that. Mold. I think you're going to start like to see Jet his the one. What he can do. Yeah, then Jet Li comes out. He saves a dog out of the street, meets his wife at the vet. We know it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. Dude, but Maybe. how cool would it um, be? Sorry. Uh, go ahead, Gab. Go ahead. I was just going to say, how cool will it be? to like have him be a character that's just a scientist or a scientist that has gone come back from the future and then with like Ant-Man creates like a, a portal to another dimension where he meets another him and it's the start of everything that he was talking about. Probably yeah. it would be wild. I, I can kind of see Nick's uh, issue with that scene, but I much like Greg was just excited that we were getting something like that where when you have that walk down into the castle and you're like, is this going to be in WandaVision? Who's this going to be? And it was Agatha all along. Like, obviously, we had gotten already gotten that sequence at the end. That was a bit disappointing for me. And I think that final episode was a bit disappointing until the end when we get that really beautiful sort of emotional moment between Wanda and Vision. Uh, the same with the final episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. I was just a bit disappointed with what it was. I, as they're walking up and trying to figure out, like, here we are. Holy shit, this is, this is it. We're about to meet the person at the end of the void or whatever. I was not expecting to get anything. I, and I think that's just because of the prior series. I was expecting another Loki to walk through the door, like some bullshit and just kind of be like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, I really wanted this to have like really high stakes and have this have gigantic sort of repercussions for the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. And to have this person that we've never seen on screen before, just in an elevator, like, Hey, how's it going? Like, ah, oh, it was, it was dope as hell. And it did run long, but I, I agree with Greg. I think it was just, him chewing up that scene and just it kind was a of great introduction flowing. right who's going to become i assume a the major one of the major villains of phase four right mm-hmm. like this is I think such a great bad yeah right I, well, I don't want to speak out of turn so good tim yells at me 
Is he? But that is a, a point of the MCU that I actually I've said this. Uh, I don't remember what show, but it might have been the Black Widow review. But I really enjoy that the MCU isn't afraid to take comic characters and kind of mix them together. Like the fact that this Kang is also he who remains, which, as far as I know, in the comics isn't always the case. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool that it's kind of like let's take these ideas. Or same thing with Sylvie, where it's like Sylvie is a character, the Enchantress, and then there's Lady Loki. But they're like we're gonna put them together to make it more compelling and to to serve the story. And it's like at the end of the day, I think that's when the mcu works best is when they're just working for the story and all the easter eggs and all the like connections and stuff is just on top of that and i think that this show did a good job with that of setting up this kang or all kangs really uh it doesn't really matter which one like as the big bad going yeah. or a big bad going forward can i ask a question and tim i might be stretching your knowledge uh you tell me if you, uh, I, so I, as a DC fanboy, and then of course MCU being like my Marvel universe or whatever, I don't know Kang, right? Like we're getting deeper into the bench of MCU people or Marvel people. I don't know. Has he always been this interdimensional dude that's going around? And, and has that been a storyline? Because like when it starts going right, Kevin, the first thing I think of is Invincible, right? And I'm like, oh, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil yeah. Invincible because this character's yeah, coming yeah, up yeah. eventually, right? I'm like, oh, it's like that. But then I was like, oh wait, is he a knockoff of Kang? Has that always been Kang's deal? Yeah, it's always been Kang's deal. Uh, yeah, like yeah, he I mean, the, the a thing time is, traveler, right? That was his thing. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. the the kind of whole thing is like when you get time travel, eventually, like you just get power hungry and you just keep going and going and going. And it's like there's many versions of Kang that like are, function in different ways, but like Kang the Conqueror is like the, which it seems like we're building towards with the TVA with him his statue at the end, which is such a fantastic reveal. I love how they did that. That uh, is, like yeah, yeah, it's always it been was. A, that was so perfect because I, I didn't know what I was looking at. Like I when Owen Wilson has the moment of who oh, are you an analyst? What's your job? You know, and they have that moment of confusion and you're just as confused as Loki in that sequence. Yeah. And I until we see that statue, I'm thinking, oh, shit, they just sent him to like another timeline. Like that, That's kind of wild. What a what a crazy fucking cool. Uh, and my mind is racing just in that moment. And then the just that slow pan in of on Tom Middleton's face, switching over to that statue was just so goddamn good. Like it, that's like, they nailed it. it. It lasted the right amount of milliseconds on each sequence. Like it was so perfect. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out is I believe in episode two or maybe three, when Kevin first brought up King, the conqueror, I was like, who the fuck is King the Conqueror? I, mm. I was thinking Craven the Hunter. Oh, <laughs> so I was like, why would this fucking guy be have anything to do with this? I was so confused. That's hilarious. Uh, I forgot who of uh, you said this, but like, it is a good point that like this episode just introducing this character seemingly out of nowhere, but doing this good of a job with it, I think is another strength that the show has where they kind of like t- have taught us to listen a little bit like like let them do exposition and stuff because the time stuff is so confusing and they ended up making rules that really worked so that when this character comes out it's like we always knew there was a wizard of oz we knew someone was pulling the strings and i think that they they did a good job playing with our emotions of like holy shit the sacred timeline is a real thing and then immediately it's like well this miss minutes and this tva stuff seems like it's not real mm-hmm. and then throughout the show we're like wavering back and forth but i feel like we were consistent for a while that it was like people are being lied to and this is all fake but it's like at the end of it it's like well all the stuff that we were saying is fake actually was real like the multiversal yeah. war stuff did happen it was just a bunch of kangs fighting which is cool as shit andy um i i wanted to point out that the uh 
I wanted to give props to Hiddleston, and I'm blanking on her name, who plays Sylvie. Um, but that yeah. one little back and forth that they had before the kiss, and like the kiss got me. I got emotional. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Hiddleston's line delivery and performance in that sequence was really damn good. And you could see his lip quivering. He wanted to kind of cry. It was he just cried, so yeah. damn good. And I had never seen, I hadn't seen a performance like that from Hiddleston since fuck since i don't maybe thor dark world when when mom dies like i hadn't thought of an emotional tom hiddleston as loki in a long ass time i guess maybe when he's getting choked out by thanos but that was a really good performance and i i just wanted to shout out because i know tom's watching he loves this show so hey tommy Tommy. well everyone let us know in the comments below what you thought of loki as a whole and the finale in particular like i said we are returning next week to mcu in review with loki in review but until then love you all goodbye thank you sylvie for the next 10 years